Helping people to make sure their ideal client avatars sit up and take notice of their brand, their service, their product, and themselves online now. You're listening to the Entrepreneur Spotlight. But before we get into it, I just wanted to thank you for following me into this tilted rabbit hole where we learn about the entrepreneur journey and all the magnificent and terrifying things that come with it. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to increase your brand exposure, network internationally, and gain insights from our team of industry leaders, then follow the breadcrumbs in the show notes to the LinkedIn SME Shoutout Hour group. That will give you instant access to a bunch of resources and to the incredibly knowledgeable team many of whom are guests on this podcast. But it will also give you access to our weekly live show, the SME Shoutout Hour, where you can jump in and shout out your business to the hundreds of weekly listeners. And you're welcome to come along every single week. It's free brand awareness and exposure, and you get to meet some really cool people on the show. And if you have a branding question, or you just want to have your business idea, website, or branding evaluated by the consultants who are live, just join the conversation. It's such incredible value and you don't have to pay a penny for it. Now it's time. Let's jump straight into the rabbit hole. Gareth, thank you for coming on the show. How are you feeling today? Hello. Welcome. I feel very welcome. I'm glad to be here. It, it, I was actually bowled over when you actually asked me to be a part of it. And uh, I'm only too pleased to share what little knowledge I have with anyone who wants to listen. It's uh, Some of it's relevant. Occasionally it'll be irrelevant, but I hope to be able to make a difference. <laughs> okay. Just to start us off, tell us about your company and what you guys do. Right. Well, my company's called Many Purple Hats. This is just one of them. Um, what we're about is helping people to make sure their ideal client avatars sit up and take notice of their brand, their service, their product, and themselves online, specifically on LinkedIn now. Not in five months' time, not in two years' time, but as quickly as you can. And it's not there are no real shortcuts on LinkedIn, but it's about preparing the way and revealing some of that which is hidden, not just about your company, but about yourself. It's an old adage, I think. Um, people buy from people. And unless they understand where the value is in you, they won't see you as a safe pair of hands to do business with. So even if you're a multinational, a million millionaire, uh, bringing in quadrillions of business on a daily basis, they still need to know what drives you and why it is you continue to push forward. I think that's very important. So therefore, my adage always is um, personal content, but business intent. If that makes good. sense. I like that. Because <laughs> you, can, you can take any personal post on LinkedIn. I'm going to yeah. dive in now. We're going to dive in. We're diving in. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got, hang on. How long right. have you been in business for? Right. Um, I've been in business for four months. <laughs> you could okay. do it a lot longer than that, though. 
Well, kind of. Look, the story is this. And I use this story. This is going to sound partially negative, but it's got a real. I I know it's early on to get 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 negative, but we're gonna no, we're gonna they're, we're they're gonna negative do and so- positives in the entrepreneur journey. So, right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the four years which I co-created a company called Purple Fedora. Now this is a purple fedora, so it was always always about the hat. By the way, purple is not my favorite color. Blue is my favorite color or yellow is they're interchangeable. Um, as far as goes, the opposite ends of the same color wheel. Um, but my wife's favorite color is purple and I pretty much do everything in her honor. So that's my, Aww. that's my deal. Well, you know, it, that's I, so sweet. It was something's precious. You've got to hang on to it, you know? Oh, that's, uh, that's adorable. Well, you know, uh, every time she says I've done well, this is how I feel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the important thing is to note that everything that is negative can actually have some secret positives to it. So when I tell you this, uh, when I tell you this, this little story, you'll, uh, you may think, oh, the poor man, he was so beleaguered. No, well, no, I learned a lot. And also it's given me the, f- the, the boost upwards. So I, uh, set up the company after a 10 years friendship with a gentleman. I set up this company with him to fill a hole that I saw. That is to say, if anybody's ever been on LinkedIn for more than five minutes, and if you ever bother reading the terms of service, most people don't, um, in the terms of service in section eight, in fact, it says thou shalt not under pain of death, use any form of LinkedIn automation. Don't use any automation because if we catch you doing it, we'll cut you off at the knees. And what I mean by that is I'll sanction you. And the sanction may be for a day or a week or might be forever. Remember, LinkedIn is a virtual monopoly. I know I'm making you shake in your boots. No, no. What I'm saying is... That's crazy. I don't, yes, but, I don't know every social media expert out there uses a social media scheduling tool. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that on LinkedIn, especially not now that they're rolling out their own scheduling tool. LinkedIn's wow. deal has always been keep them on the site for as long as possible. Right. And yeah. so they, so, I mean, let's, let's jump in there with bits of knowledge. If you use a link that takes you out of sight within your post, it will downgrade the aperture by anything up to 40%, between 20 and 40%, just by having the external link in there. Don't worry. All hope is not lost. I have a trick, a way around it. So guess what? It only tests for that for the first 10 minutes. So what you do is you put the post in there, you wait 10 minutes, and then you put the link within the post. So you go and edit the post. So they don't just go back and double check it? No, it's only checked for the first 10 minutes. I mean, they might might change that. So watch this space. I, I do keep testing this. Uh, but is noticeable. Right. So, so that's the first thing. But secondly, if you've put a post up on LinkedIn, I know we're jumping straight into the knowledge. I haven't finished my story. Yeah, let's go. I, let's will go. Get, I will get to the story. I promise. So, um, if you put a post up there, notice there's a spelling mistake in there. What's the first thing you do? You edit it. No, not for the first ten minutes. <laughs> All right. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise. 
There you go. You failed. So what you've got to do instead is after 10 minutes, you edit it and then you change the spelling mistake. Now, here's another one, another little trick at before I get back to my story. Um, you know, when you've made your post and you've put the post out there yeah. and you realize that you shouldn't put a link in the post, where do you put the link? In the comments? No! Because if you can't be the first person to, uh, to be comment. comment on your post, it needs to be somebody else. So one of the things I did is I developed a, a, a relationship with my clients. So if I post something, they post the first comment, and then I can write anything I want in there. But then again, you don't need to put links in into the comments because it will be in the post anyway. Here's right. another thing: is, you just have to remember to jump in and edit it. Yeah, that's right. So. So uh, all I would say is this. Most people love the old YouTube. Oh, the YouTube is lovely. Does all the subtitling for you. Amazing. Great. Problem is LinkedIn hates YouTube. They loathe it. Now, we need to remember who LinkedIn is owned by. Microsoft. Microsoft. Hang on. We need that. <laughs> So what we need to do is realize that because Microsoft uh, own it, they want to, they, they don't like it. So if you put a link to it, even if it's after the 10 minutes and it's to YouTube, they downgrade 12% your aperture. That's the number of people that your post will spread to. Right. Guess what? Who they love? Vimeo. They love Vimeo. Okay. Sort of relationship. So it will still downgrade your post, but only by like one or 2%. So if you really have a, a video series and you want it to be hosted somewhere else other than yourself or use Vimeo. Okay. There you go. Now go back to the story. So I, <laughs> I built this company. Um, sorry, this it never gets any better than this. Uh, I built this company <laughs> uh, some four and a bit years ago with my, my friend and uh, we were running it. Uh, and unfortunately, things became difficult between us. And I I uh, was subject to what can only be described as workplace bullying. And I decided I would not put up with this anymore. Uh, it took yeah. a long, long while for me to get there because you keep wanting your friend to see the way themselves. Yeah. Uh, it was happening to other people. But when it spread towards me and it started happening to me, that's when I realized writing was not just on the wall, but the door was firmly open. I needed to get yeah. walking through it. So I created a new company called Many Purple Hats. Um, and I did that in November, well, October last year, but November November is when it really came alive. Um, and of course, I started again from scratch with zero clients. And uh, I still had my credibility, but that was it. Luckily, we've just hit the 24th client as of uh, this morning. So I'm very proud to say we are not just exactly. a going concern. But yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I get myself, why aren't we, why aren't we at 40? Why aren't we at 50 clients? And then I think back, yeah, actually it's only been four months. Come on, give yourself a break. Yeah. Basic so, time. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what though, when we hit uh, 50, I will be celebrating. I will be celebrating. Well, no, we'll, we'll do an episode. We'll definitely be doing an episode and talking about your journey from from zero to fifty. Definitely. Let me let me take let me take the positive out of that because that was a negative, yes. toxic situation. 
Well, it, the, it was, but you, but you took the strength. It took strength for you to be able to walk away from that, especially because you took time and you to build it. It was my wife that 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 gave me the extra impetus because part of me wanted to try and sit it through it and make it better and work on it from the inside out and all the rest of it. But she said, "It's actually ruining you slowly. You're you're being eaten yeah. up by it, and it's actually creating turning you into a person you don't want to be." So you need to take this and make the decision and leave this thing and move on and, and create something better. So I did. So I did. And I'm very proud of that. But you know, I did something extra. I thought if I could turn this into a teaching exercise so that other people could learn from this, that would be cool. So if anybody wants to find me on LinkedIn, you know, it goes to my featured section. There's a, a section of, and I'll talk about the feature section in a minute. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about creator mode, which I'm sure you know about Desiree, but I want to talk to you about what it, what it can be used for and how to make a difference using it. Uh, but in creator mode, once you've switched it on, um, yeah. if everybody wants to know how to switch it on, go to resources in their profile. There's a, toggle button there uh, and you toggle it to one then it asks you about which hashtags best describe your purpose yeah so put five put them in there now let's say you're now in creative mode um you've got now full control over the featured section and in the featured section are posts that you think are representative now i always recommend the first Mm -hmm. three because it shows the first three three is the magic number on linkedin loves threes loves threes Uh, it shows three recommendations you know it it only shows the first three three is important I think three is a magic number everywhere. I mean, even in my own services, I've got. Well, three, I know that three you like, if, you, if, you, if you ask someone to repeat you a whole bunch of numbers, and there's like let's yeah. say a twenty or thirty thing, they'll tend to repeat them to you in groups of three or groups of four. It, it's yeah. kind of like it, it's it's sort of magical that way. So so going back to it, so the first three should be ones that are representative of who you, what you stand for. And, right. and I, I recommend one should be about a business. Another one should be something about ethics, maybe. Another one should be like a like a, a purpose-driven one. So if you scroll along there, you'll find one of them has the big graphic that says bully. And inside the word bully, it's got all different words that describe what a bully can be. Now, right. I wrote this post and posted it at 2 o'clock on a Sunday, in uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, the most okay. the most unpopular time on LinkedIn to put out a post, and I did it to prove a point. Because often people talk about engagement pods, and we'll cover that in a bit later as well uh, about the benefits of them and why people use them, and they do have a purpose. But some people overuse them, so they're using them all the time, so they no longer understand what reality is because they're already be- always being artificially pushed along. And I said, I bet you. Uh, I can get a post to have yeah. many comments on it. And as you know, anything above about 30 comments is almost considered to be viral on, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, LinkedIn. yeah. Absolutely. And I got to 60 comments in one day on this post. Wow. Now, one of the things of making a post that's going to grab that kind of attention is to pick a topic that is in the public eye. So workplace bullying, always a popular one. Okay, so we always knew we were going to get some level of of connection. The next thing is you need to find a copyright-free graphic, and it needs to be copyright-free because LinkedIn spot 
copyrighted objects and downgrade your post if it finds them. So it needs to be copyright free. So I spent a long time hunting for a copyright free graphic, which I did. Then you need to make sure that the way in which you structure your post, especially if you're going to have a lot of information in it, is a series of short paragraphs. Humans yeah. tend to not read more. This is, I think this is not, I wouldn't say it's a golden rule, but I think you, people should make peace with this. No matter how beautifully constructed your prose is, no matter how well thought out or well-intentioned it may be, yeah. people don't tend to read more than one paragraph of anything, at least not in the first try. So what you have to do, if you want them to read multiple paragraphs, is make sure that the last line of each paragraph has push words in it. That's words which are dynamic, eye-grabbing, eye attention-grabbing, and also ones that almost created a, uh, a mini cliffhanger. So they're thinking. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same in journalism as well. They tell you when you're writing news, you put all of the information in your first paragraph. Well, everything you need to know needs to be in that first paragraph. No, no I don't do that. Well, I, no, do that's, that's, I, that's a news, I do the so. thing that's going to grab you by the what's it, the lead, and then yeah. lead you down to the next one. And then what I do is the last paragraph is the resolver. This is the one that makes you think, "Oh wow, you've put me through the mill." But this is the one that's going to make it's like a a bomb on your forehead. It's going to make you ah, oh, okay. It, it all turned out nice again, which if you read mine, it does. And then yeah. you tag in only people who are going to react within a fairly short period of time. And don't tag more than say 10 or so. If you feel that you need to tag a load more, tag them in, in a comment further down. Once somebody else. Oh, that was a mistake I've made recently. I tagged about 15 or 20 odd people in a particular post, but I wanted those people to kind of be tagged anyway. But well, yeah. first of all, the first rule of etiquette on LinkedIn is people who are going to be tagged in posts should know they're going to be tagged in on posts. You tag them in without nah, any problems. I just randomly, randomly tag in. You wouldn't believe how many people do that to Zero. I know, I that's why I'm saying it. I do it. I do it. It's not a good practice. Not a good practice. But, but once you've done that, Okay. Once you've done that, underneath it, ask two questions. Okay. One closed question, one open question. Why a closed question, Gareth? Well, I know everybody says ask open questions, and that's really cool, but people often find it quite difficult to produce something from nothing. And asking open questions yeah. is like presenting an artist with a blank piece of paper and saying, draw. So with a closed question, which is a binary thing with a yes or no, People find yeah. that so easy to answer. So ask them an easy yeah. to answer binary question. And then once they're now in that mode, you're like, I can answer a question now. They're far more likely to answer the second question, which is the open question. Underneath it, put hashtags, no more than 10. I always go for about five or six. And make sure you've identified which hashtags get a large response. And when I mean by that, are well attended. So for instance, I tend okay. to use hashtag support almost all the time. Hashtag blessed, that's a good one. Hashtag sales, very well attended. But also put in a hashtag of your own. Now, not many people will be under that. But if you put it on everything and gradually encourage people to, to start following that hashtag, that's how you build your tribe. Uh, and then what I, want, I would say is, is your reactions so, um, that, to other people's comments. Sorry. For that, that last hashtag, your personal one, right? Should yeah. it be like your like your brand name? So for instance, mine would probably be Tilt Creative. It could be. It could be or it could be your personal hashtag. Uh Desiree Speaks or something. 
Tazir is awesome. Well, this, that's true as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, you know, uh, all I would say, you know, even if she is at the behest of a parrot, let's not go there. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> we know who's boss. Uh, so the parrot. Yeah, it's the parrot, of course. No, no. All I would say is, You've got to make it so that when they finish this ordeal of reading through these this tumult, this this series yeah. of malevolences, that it's all yeah. finishes up tied with a bow, that they feel that they're energized. You've got to get them. You've got to tee them up to want to make a comment because there's no point in doing this just for likes. You need the comments. You need the dialogue starters. And then this is next tip. When people are saying a comment, you need to respond to that comment in good time, within 90 minutes of the comment being put, and you need to write, tag them into your response. So literally go at sign their name, even though it's you're responding, put it in there because they'll get a pulse through and it'll help the algorithm too, and then respond to it without saying far more than just nice post. It needs to be somewhat descriptive of why you're saying what you're saying. So if one, if any, anyone wants to go look there, it's literally on there. It's there as a teaching. It was cathartic for me because it describes the pitfalls without going into detail. I'm not getting gruesome details, but all I was trying to do is give people hope that even if you are feel like you're pushed into a corner, there is a way forward. And the positive thing that's come out of it is I've built something new. It's working well. And more importantly, I ended up with a good teaching post. That's Sorry. amazing. That's amazing. No, honestly, like this is this is the 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 true essence of the entrepreneur journey that I'm always talking about. I mean, it's never like straightforward. It's never something that's just all positive or all roses that you see. I mean, my own journey has a lot of dark parts and dark bits to it, and it's in the in that darkness that I found that my light and it's pushed me beyond kind of what like it pushed it's pushed me beyond my own boundaries and it's cr- pushed me to grow and I think that's really really important as well and we need to we do need to kind of talk about these kind of experiences because there are people out there who are going through this and they think that they're the only one going through it and that's not true because we're all going through it we're all in the same boat so you asked me originally what Many purple hats provides. So I, yeah, I sort of took some notes. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read them to you directly, but uh, the, the, my team have five parallel processes. Really, right? Uh, it's a three to six month engagement strategy and that includes post articles, graphics, videos, animations, copyright free music, carousels, the whole lot. Yeah, that runs in parallel with data mining. And the data mining we do is bound uh, by searches, not just purely looking for a company that fits a certain schema, but also looking at their content. So we search through the content, looking for times they've mentioned the topic you want them to be interested. So I've got hiccups. Oh. Hang on. I'm going to take a drink. And the point is that they're talking about the fact they're finding it difficult to use a CRM or that if only they could find a way forward, that's almost a a point to try and include them in a group where they talk about CRMs to tag them into a post where they're talking about how you can survive the the, the deadly CRM, you know, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So that's the data mining. We don't just data mine from LinkedIn. We data mine from Companies House, from their own company, the company website, and from Google. So we end up with an overall, effectively, a spreadsheet full of parallel, publicly uh, facing information, uh, which helps us later on. Obviously, we've got. I I run monthly LinkedIn effectiveness masterclasses. Yeah. Um, uh, I also do LinkedIn live podcasting. Anybody who who uh, follows me at all knows I do about five or six of those a week and they tend to be cover. They're all my clients, but we also help shine a spotlight on certain elements of what those clients are doing. Yeah. Um, and also I run my mad hatters lounge with, which is a, a kind of like a get together group uh, on a Friday afternoon with a no pitch guarantee. Uh, what we do is we run AQA, which is all questions answered. So we get some, specialists in and i say to people right i'll create you some rooms if you fancy i don't care you could do it here if you want but what i want you to do is ask the questions that you always wanted to ask but never had either the balls the time or the money to ask it they're right in front of you they're waiting to answer them and and that's what we do and we're doing that monthly um but there was one other thing you asked which i thought was really interesting um which was the hardest thing about entrepreneurship that really struck me. I just wanted to take a moment to shout out my business here, Tilt Creative, which has enabled me to do amazing work and gives my career a platform that enriches me. Tilt Creative is a strategic brand development consultancy providing consulting and coaching to entrepreneurs who are just getting started, small businesses who want to grow to the medium-sized sector and large corporations that need to deepen the connection with their customers to strengthen their competitive edge. And with our framework, you can increase your revenue by 20% in 12 months. Check out the website and book a free, no obligation, 15-minute consultation. And we can guide you to the service that best suits your needs. Link is in the show notes. And now it's back to the show. The hardest thing about entrepreneurship, that really struck me. Because what do you think is the hardest thing about entrepreneurship? I'm going to throw the ball back at you, Desiree. <laughs> um, I think it's the loneliness of entrepreneurship. That's the hardest oh. for me. Um, I mean, it's I've got a lot of people around me, but and I've got a lot of friends, but a lot most of them don't. They don't get it. They don't understand because none of them are entrepreneurs as well. And do you not have any entrepreneur friends? Part. Now I do. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few. I've literally what I have done is um I've created a small a small network and we all kind of talk to each other. And it's amazing because we're able to kind of support each other in that way. But I do hear a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people talking about the loneliness of being a CEO or being an entrepreneur because other people just don't don't get it unless you are there and you're doing it yourself. Then that's that's probably, I think, the hardest part of it. It's it's so has that been the hardest part for you. The that has definitely the feeling, been the feeling yeah, that you I think, couldn't you couldn't talk to your family and your friends because they just didn't wouldn't get it. Well, I can talk to them, but they just listen and they just kind of nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when and I it's talk just to like they're just about, little glassy eyed, and it's just yeah. like well. I talked to my know. wife about 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 marketing issues and how frustrated I am with this <laughs> or that, and and she just she just nods her head like that, and I know that that she doesn't really latch on. And why should she? Yeah. she she's in the, she's in the medical space. She doesn't really get this. Uh, for me, is and this is uh, to people. Most people that know me know that I'm autistic, 
Um, I'm on the yeah. spectrum and I've, I, I'm a mess of coping strategies. I've, I've learned how to talk to other humans. It is it, taken a long time. Yeah. My first, well, my first career was as a, as a musician and I've always retained that I'm a drummer and I was in a touring rock band. But when I came back from that, I used to hide behind walls of drums and cymbals. You see, that was my way of hiding in a way. Um, and when I came back, I became, uh, an, uh, well, I became a Cisco engineer over a, a period of time and I used to hide in computer rooms. Server and, rooms. Yeah, absolutely. Sitting there with my duffel coat on and my laptop and my, my beanie hat on and, and, you know, I'd see the security in the morning and, and perhaps my manager in mid afternoon and maybe one, one of the people I was working with and, and then I'd go home and that would be my lot. Uh, so I know people think that I'm a natural bon vivant and mix and match with people, but truthfully, I, uh, originally it couldn't be further away from that. So to answer the question, what's been the hardest thing about entrepreneurship for me, it's how to, how to use my autistic traits to, facilitate better communication one of the benefits one of the things that used to be a complete nightmare for me is i don't understand facial expressions i find i find body language confusing um i find uh, uses of english confusing you know with the double meanings and 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 i can be a literalist and i you say well, go jump off a bridge. You know, part of my mind, why should you want me to jump off a bridge for? You know, uh, yeah. it's, it, it, I take things literally. And how could I turn this to my best advantage? Well, the first thing I do in any business relationship is I, I say, look, I am autistic. I don't understand all these things. And rather than drive myself mad, I've taken the executive decision to ignore the whole bloody lot. <laughs> um, That's and, the best and, way, though. Well, yeah, but if I tell them, I I say, I'm actually going to, if I hear something like that, rather than going nuts, well, I will instead will say, I ignore it. I'm just going to plow through. Now, this means I sometimes come off as over-talkative, not respecting people's verbal boundaries, you know, uh, butting in, occasionally narcissistic. But what I do fervently believe that this enables me to do is always join the, 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 the distance between two dots with a straight line. You see what I mean? It, it, yeah. I, I cut straight through because I, it's not I'm ignoring the bullshit. Most of the time I wouldn't even recognize that it's there. I've just literally just gone, yeah, um, let's do this yeah, now. But, yeah, but that, that's efficient. It's, it, it's, it's it efficient. can be very efficient. It's, it's efficient. I'm, I mean, I'm not autistic, but I do exactly the same. I'm incredibly direct, and a lot of people do not like it. Um, but it's just because I just can't be bothered with all of it. It's just get from place A to B now. Let's go. You know? Yeah. I, I am incredibly impatient as an individual, though, because I'm like, right, cool, let's go. I'm I'm very action based. I don't like spending a lot of time talking about stuff. It just frustrates me. So right. I'm like, right, cool, let's actually get your hands roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty, let's see how this goes. Um, so yeah, that's 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 me. But it honestly, it's a lot more efficient and effective if you just kind of not have to deal with all the extra, you know, BS in it. No, I just go, sod that. I'm going to 
push forward and we're going to communicate and get things done. Otherwise you get, yeah. you get mired down. I don't do small talk in the same way. I, I yeah. get extremely bored very quickly and I need stimulation. And the only way I can get stimulation, I think, is if I'm doing something to help. Yeah. So I recently had this very frank conversation with one of my clients, which went something along the lines of, you're not helping me to help you. I need more ideas towards content. I need you to want to explain to me what it is you want to affect these people with. What emotion you need them to feel when they read your stuff, yeah. when they see your videos, when they read, when they flick through your carousels. What is it you want to do? And he went, oh, Gareth, okay, let's do this then. I want to energize people. I know I can yeah. do it. Well, you we're doing I mean? it. We're doing it. We do it every week on the show. So, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. We do it and we use our superpowers to, you know, help people. Oh, I've just realized that the light's coming in there. It's very bright. Well, okay. you, you look right. very bright. The sun, the, the, the sun's just decided to come out and just do the most. That's all right. It's, it's cool. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you did ask me a bunch of questions up front. Yes, I did. There was, there was a couple of things that, that, that got me. Things you don't know about me. I have a number of other businesses as well. So, okay. so the, the ones I don't really talk much about. Um, when I do voiceover work for people on occasion, I do, I've been doing a couple of books, some anthologies of poetry and even a whole bunch of adverts. Uh, but the other areas are of course, my music, my band encrypted love has just released its first album, uh, which was only four weeks ago. So it's still in the early stages. Uh, the album's called red. If anybody looks up encrypted love on as encrypted, the way you spell encrypt, um, encrypted, yeah. as in, I'll 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 add it into the show notes. Just send me the link. <laughs> uh, if you look on any way you fancy getting your music from the Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes, it's all there. Um, uh, awesome. it, it'd be lovely if you could uh, have a listen to that. Each track recorded in one take, uh, live in a live studio. So we didn't re-edit it anything, but uh, we've all been musicians nice. for an awful long period of time. There's three of us. Um, but the other thing is, I uh, another business I run is called Purple Bot. Our strap line is, let us show you our shiny purple bot. Um, and uh, Purple <laughs> Bot is chatbots for websites or for WhatsApp. I don't know what you're laughing at. But WhatsApp or for, or for Messenger. Your shiny so purple bot. Everybody needs to have a purple bot. So if you if you... Fancy learning more about it, purple-bot.com. You can learn more about it there. Um, another company uh, I formed, and this is only five months ago, Smart Mycelium Limited. Now, okay, what do you guys mycel- do? Yes, well, mushrooms. Do mushrooms mean anything? Not those kind of mushrooms. Mushrooms, no. well, exactly. Um, mycelium is the stuff that comes before mushrooms, the precursor. It, it You have to treat it a little bit more like an animal than a than a plant it actually will learn by its mistakes it will seek out test and then withdraw and then seek out elsewhere but one of its it has a number of marvelous properties one is it will grow around almost any shape and once grown if you cook it in a certain in a certain way which is part of our ip i'm not going to give full details you can turn it into solid objects and because 
the process of growing mycelium, it acts as a carbon sink. So literally it takes carbon out of the atmosphere in a permanent way. And then, and then later on down the line, let's say once it's, it's broken or not used to, uh, useful anymore, you can literally yeah. break it up and plow it into the soil. It's literally, it's organic. Next uh, purpose is we are using it to create sound deadening. So we can create sheets of it, yeah. which acts as sound deadening, naturally formed, again, baked. And then finally, mycelium, this is perhaps the most exciting, mycelium uh, likes eating carbohydrates or hydrocarbons. And you can train it to eat oil, to eat plastic, to eat wrapping. Why aren't the billion-pound companies doing this already? Well, I, there are quite quadrillion reasons why that might not be the case. But we are, me and my my teammates are, produ uh, are producing a process which we're hoping to license that, and, and we're going to go for a patent on this as well on the process rather than it. People have been talking about this since the late seventies. So, but what we've got to do is isolate it into um, and my. If you can imagine a distant future when you've got those tugs floating around the North Atlantic, sweet, gathering up all the plastic that's out there, shoving it into huge bins which are out there, spraying it with mycelium, and then a month later, releasing it back into the ocean because it's now turned into a biograde uh, material, which at the very, at the very worst, uh, marine animals can use as part of their... Uh, as a, uh, a host, like coral and so on, and at the best, they can actually consume it. Wow! So that's the so. What I'm doing is, you see, whatever I do on LinkedIn, and however I want people to speak better in their own voice and and get heard, yeah. and and, and uh, it's 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 transient. It's it's not. A hundred years after I've passed on, nobody will care. Yeah, I want to. I wanted to leave a legacy where I'd actually improved the world for everyone. And that's what I'm doing with smart mycelium. So at the moment, what we're yeah. trying to do is approach oil companies. Of course, we're not getting a lot of headway there, but I think we will do uh, approaching MPs to try and get them to help champion the cause. Uh, also in America, would you believe it? There's an edict out from uh sweet Mr. Biden, which says by a certain date, people who are using single-use plastics in their packaging must have replaced them with the nearest non- uh, 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 sorry, nearest biodegradable product that they know of. Um, and if we can show that they've seen our product by, for instance, promoting it to them on LinkedIn, then uh, then we can get, turn around to them and say, you need to buy a, it. We can prove that you know we exist yeah. and so on. So that's where we're going with that as well. But yes, okay. it's this. This is going to be my effort at trying to clean up the place. That is incredible. Honestly, that is so cool. I mean, I got Trinidad is a oil and gas based country. Um, oh economy, yes. So, and I have quite a few contacts in that arena. So I can probably just pass them on to you, and hopefully, you know, you can probably do something with that. Well, the worst thing of all, would you believe it, is the worst pollutant into the oceans is partially spent diesel. Um, the uh, cruises that everybody loves going on are huge pollutants. 
huge pollutants. And that's why in my vision where we are getting rid of all that plastic, the pontoon where it all sits will be in the ocean. It doesn't have to go anywhere. So they have to keep chugging the material backwards and forwards and polluting the ocean even further. I just think there's, there's so many ways we can slice this. The only worry is that there's still a focus on the use of oil and and gas. There's still a, a focus on the production of plastics. And yeah. so, you know, I, I, it's, it's going to be... I, an- it's going to be really difficult as well because our entire world, even the technology that we're using now, is built with plastic materials. It's built with plastic. It's built with rubber. It's built with all of the things, even the machinery. So you know we can we can go you know all eco friendly, but the manufacturing process it needs to start from there. But well, it, we, we, it is we, near st- to impossible to get to that point. Well, our first client is a, a, a company called EcoForge who are producing living walls in pots, which at the moment are single-use plastic. So we are growing pots for them to plant in those uh, to hang off those walls made of mycelium. So, uh, cool. yeah, it's a starting point. You've got to do something yeah, to prove. No, you got to, yeah, absolutely. And I think if we have a lot of people who are going to have small starting points, I think eventually we'll probably crack it. But as for right now, it's it is just when you look at the whole system because it's absolutely mind boggling for me. And I think this is probably going to end up in a very other episode, like in another episode between you and I talking about this. Um, But, you know, it is, it is just one of those things when you look at the system as a whole, there's just so many moving parts in it. And I think that's where, that's where as much as big companies want to make a change. So say for instance, a big supermarket wants to make a change. Sure. Sure. Um, a supermarket that's known for wrapping every single thing in plastic. But unfortunately, they don't control where the company that sources their stuff from, they don't control that. They could only buy from the companies that they, you know, can you buy from? And it's onto that company then. But then they're sourcing it from somewhere else, probably from China. So where is that source coming from? And when you when you go back, it's it's very, very, very easy for for the average person to just sit and go, oh, we need to do this and we need to do that. Yes, absolutely we do. But the process of doing it is not as simple as people think it is. It's not just no. as simple as, you know, you just flick your fingers and then all the cars just become, you it's know. It's a process. It's like, a process. It is a, I've got an idea a for you. Process. I've got an idea for you because I I sense we're coming to the end of this 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 cast. <laughs> But I thought I've got an idea. I want to flip the switch. I want to flip the tables on you, Desiree. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you questions, and then we're going to both answer the question. How about that? Okay, let's go for it. What's the one thing that fuels your passion, Desiree? I love helping people. Um, It's the one thing that just gets me completely fired up and gets me out of bed. And that's one of the reasons why I spend so much time helping other entrepreneurs because it is really just about helping people. I mean, this podcast is one of those things that I'm using, one of those channels to help other people. So, yeah. Okay. So what I would say is I too, I love helping people. I like, I like giving people tiny course corrects. 
tiny little change of direction that can open yeah. up huge opportunities. The things that I can see that I suppose because they're so close to the coalface, they can't. Yeah. Okay. If you had unlimited resources, <laughs> what problem would you solve? Unlimited resources. Unlimited. You literally, you don't. It's there for you. Go crazy. I would probably fix poverty. Okay. That would be the one thing that I would fix. And I know that it's a very complicated situation to fix. And it's not as simple as just throwing money at it. But said unlimited resources and it wasn't that resources isn't limited to money. No, no, so. it's true. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mushroom mad. And I know mushrooms can be a foodstuff. I know mushrooms can also provide health benefits. Uh, we're taking powdered uh, lion's mane at the moment, which helps with mood and anxiety. Um Yep. So I want to use mushrooms and mycelium to, to fix the world, and I think we can do it. There are these guys in Japan that are currently making yeah. uh, making leather out of out of mushroom. That's cool. That uh, we're trying to get because cool. one of my partners is a a, a, a ex Savile Row tailor, so he's trying to get hold of some of the material. And he's going to make me a waistcoat out of it. So we're going to we're going to see what we can do with that. Mm. That's very cool. Now, okay, so now here's another one, which is kind of similar but different. If you could do anything at all, anything, yeah, what would you do right now? If I'd you be could an F1 do that, driver. you would do what? I would, I would be an F1 driver. You do, do anything. If I could do anything, that's what I would do. I drive F1 cars. They're way too stressful for me, man. The oh, stress no. is. Have you ever seen one of their steering wheels? Have you ever seen their steering wheels? Yeah, it just blows my mind. They're having to—it's like they're having to rub their tummy, uh, pat their stomach, and also dance at the same time. Yeah. With yep. me, with me, I would lower the polar temperatures by three degrees. You'd lower the polar temperatures by three degrees. Suddenly, the world's problems diminish dra dramatically. Yeah. But then that Told throws a lot of our ecosystem out because our our planet has a cycle, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it gets hot and then it goes cold, and then it gets yeah, warmer, and then it gets colder. We've, we've, we've artificially um, bounced the we've, cycle. We've caused a, bit it a little bit, yeah. We're just making it happen uh, faster. Yes, exactly. What is the hardest thing that you find about the entrepreneur's journey? That was something that we had earlier. That would have been the know, loneliness. The hardest thing is the loneliness. The is that thing. it? It's lone for me. That is because I don't have like I don't have the like typical pressures. I don't have a team, so I don't need to worry about you know bottom line, top line. I am incredibly. See, I, I have a team of I have a team of I'm six very, and one, three and I'm another, and four and another. So yeah, yeah. I have a different <laughs> set of words. All right. So for me, uh, it's understanding how to use my autistic traits to facilitate better communication. Cause I know that having those, those traits can be brilliant, but only if I, if I use them right, yeah. you know, with power, with great it's power, definitely your superpower with great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. <laughs> All right. Now here's one that you actually asked me. I'm going to ask it back. Well, if before we sign off, what parting gift of wisdom could you have for our, mm -hmm. Beautiful for audience, our audience. For our beautiful um, audience. I think everybody needs to like take a good long look at their brand. Um, I'm so tired 
of seeing people out there who are just hardcore selling and not actually building their brand. They're not giving value. All you're doing is telling me to buy your shit. And that's not the way to do it. You have to build a relationship with people. I think we've lost that for social media. And, you know, it's... I'm trying to clear it back. I'm trying to clear it back to zero. I know we're both, we're both trying to do it, but people are just not quite reaching us yet. So I I don't think that fixes that. Some people aren't ready for that messaging yet. They don't realize that they could, that, I mean, I I get it all the time. The funniest ones is if I get, there are a few competitors. There aren't, there aren't hundreds of competitors. I do funny enough because most people are training and I'm not, I'm not really training. I'm I'm about facilitation, but I get hit up by a competitor saying, I've looked long and hard at your profile. They say, and, uh, and uh, I think we could really help you get more business in. And I, and I just write them back, read the profile. Yep. All right. I have, I've got a new trick actually for that. So when I get hit up, I actually send them a link to the SME shout out our group. I'm like, well, I pro- it was probably not right fit for me, but I'm pretty sure somebody here might like it, and that's how I grow the following. It's through those. Don't you have works, you know, that's turning that's point turning every negative or positive. Absolutely. Yep. Point them. Point no, I, them to I, the SME I, group. When you sent me that, you sent me over a question asking exactly what my parting gift of wisdom would be, and I that's thought about it and I wrote this. See if you like it. To every crisis, naturally blinkers you to the possibility of success. I want you to do this, and this is anybody listening. Have a cuppa. Try and find your happy place. Then allow yourself the luxury of thinking you might succeed after all. That is really powerful. Take a bloody moment. Oh, I think. Do you know what? A lot of people just don't stop. They don't. They don't. You know. And as soon as something negative happens, that some of them just spiraling. It's all going to fall to shit. It's falling to shit. It's going. It's going. It's taking me with it. It's sucking in everything I know. It's have a cuppa, take a break. I promise you, you get a little bit of inspiration. You read a couple of other things. Maybe you sleep on it. You will find a way through. Tomorrow, quite literally, is another day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Like. A bazillion percent. I'm always telling people, right, relax. It's done now. Like, there's nothing you can do. Just take a breather and just chill. You know, take a chill pill. That's like my, like my little slogan now. (laughs) No, but sometimes you just got to stop for a moment because the inspiration comes in the moments between you panicking and you and you thinking about something else. In that stillness, in that space that you've allowed yourself, that's where. Do you know what? I could actually t- turn this to my advantage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just kind of, we're just kind of stuck in that kind of hamster wheel, aren't we? And people tend to not really think about, you know, how can they turn it around? They just go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's just a constant state of panic. And also the assumption that because the tug has always been going that way, so far, that is the way we must go. No, just spin it round. Be, be oh. open to a course correct. Be open to taking on a new idea. Don't be so wed to the to to the one concept because that's the way it's always been. Here's a story. Um, a, a psychiatrist uh, that I read about. I've forgotten. I think his surname's Sachs. 
he was relaying some stories back from psychiatry days. He once went to interview uh, three uh, family where three generations were in the same room. Yeah. And they were eating together. And as they sat down, they presented a, uh, a meatloaf. And as yeah. she put it at the table, she then chopped off either end and discarded them. And he said, right. what'd you do that for? That's valuable bits of meat. She said, no, no, that's the best way. Why is that? Well, that's what my mother used to do. And her mother said, yeah, that's the way I've always done it. And the grandmother said, yeah, that's because my oven was only this wide. The point I'm trying to say is you can often do things again and again and again just purely because that's the way it's always been done, not because that's the way it always has to be. Yep. I mean, you know, I always rethink ways of everything. Nothing is ever set in stone. I think you need to be open to the possibility of change. Pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. That's my thing. Tilt it. Literally. So when, whenever you say pivot, of course, all I'm thinking about is friends. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> yep. Terrible. Very much. Terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, that now concludes the Entrepreneur Spotlight. Gareth, amazing stuff as always. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being such an inspiration for all of us. It was an honour. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening and joining us on this journey of strength, patience, determination, compassion, ambition, and drive. That is the core of the entrepreneur's journey. And what a journey it is, as no two stories are the same. If you liked what you heard today and want to connect with our guest, I've put their contact details in the show notes. Just a quick reminder, we have a daily podcast segment called The Daily Tilt and two weekly segments called The Entrepreneur Spotlight and The Alpha Woman Show. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or want to speak on the live show on Sundays, all of the details are on the Tilt website and the link for that is in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share my content, and if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review as it really helps podcasts reach more people. Have an awesome week and remember to go full tilt.